Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel today. Now in yesterday's somewhat shocking video, and I mean, it takes a lot to surprise me, but I was somewhat shocked by uh, yesterday's video and the speech given by the General of British Forces where he talked about beginning now to mobilize both the military, the reserves, and uh, I guess a lot of people miss this, the civilian population. To mobilize the British Army our regulars, our reservists, and our civilians. Now, this is just the first general to come out. He talked about how NATO will stand together and all of the generals will make similar pledges in the future. And of course, now uh, President Biden has come out and said that the US is going to be sending all of these new troops and equipment to Europe. In fact, I've got that on the shared screen, the details of that here. So here we go. The US is to ramp up military presence across Europe. This information wasn't out uh, yesterday, but here is what they have said. And then we're going to go into uh, this document that I've got on the table here, which is really, really key. Uh, the US will increase its military presence across Europe as NATO agreed a fundamental shift in its response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So th there's going to be a permanent army headquarters in Poland, while new US warships will go to Spain, fighter jets to the UK and ground troops. So these are US ground troops in Romania. The new plan will mean more than 300,000 troops at high readiness next year, up from the current level of 40. The US announcement sees it shore up its presence across the continent, but particularly in Eastern Europe, where the new permanent headquarters for its 5th Army Corps will be based. Ladies and gents, why do you think this is happening? I think it's pretty obvious what is coming down the line here. We mean it when we say an attack against one is an attack against all. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. That's Article 5. The UK has already nearly doubled the size of its military presence in, where did I say, Estonia, with just over 1,600 troops there. Now, 1,600 troops is a drop in the ocean, really, uh, not a lot of troops. But the key here is the locations as to where the US, the UK and other NATO members are sending troops. They're very key strategic uh, military locations, which I believe is in preparation for a war with Russia. Not just that, though, we're going to talk about, um, if you remember yesterday, they hadn't, NATO hadn't made that announcement yet. They said they were going to be making an announcement later on in regards to um, their new stance on what they were going to be doing. That announcement didn't come out. We don't know why. Maybe something changed. But instead, they put out this document, which is an update to their April document. And you can see it's updated because it is based on Madrid uh, this week. And some pretty strong words in this document, especially towards China. And China have responded. They're absolutely furious as to uh, these comments in here from NATO. NATO is talking about China is the next threat that we need to deal with. This is what NATO is saying. They're saying we're going to take care of Russia first, then we're going to go and deal with China. And then in the same statement, it says, but we are just a defensive organization. We just want peace which is somewhat uh, ironic when you make bold statements like you're going to deal with Russia, then you're going to deal with, uh, 
with China here. So let's get started on this because there's more that I want to show you on the shared screen here. But let's get started with some of the, the paragraphs in this document then. Our world is contested and unpredictable. So this is NATO's um, latest document. The Russian Federation's war of aggression against Ukraine has shattered peace and gravely altered our security environment. It's brutal and unlawful invasion, repeated violations of international humanitarian law and heinous attacks and atrocities have caused unspeakable suffering and destruction. Again, it talks about the backbone of the commitments here is Article 5. It keeps talking all the time about Article 5. I have a theory on this. I can't prove it, but I think that this is how the next conflict is going to be triggered. You keep hearing Article 5 day in, day out, nonstop. Everyone's talking about Article 5, including Biden. He keeps talking about Article 5 all the time. He says any form of attack, anything, will trigger Article 5. An attack against one is an attack against all. And it's not looking good, I can, I can tell you that. So what is NATO's purpose and principles? It says we are a defensive alliance. Strategic environment then. We cannot discount the possibility of an attack against allies' sovereignty and territorial integrity. The threats we face are global and interconnected. With little transparency or regard for international norms and commitments, our competitors are testing our resilience to seek to exploit openness, interconnectedness and digitalizations of our nations. They interfere in our democratic processes, promote disinformation, campaigns, instrumentalize migration. Uh, so again, they're talking about illegal migration here as a weapon, manipulate energy supplies and employ economic coercion. Now, the thing I find interesting about this, and again, I'm, I'm just trying to be as objective and neutral as I can on, on all of these documents and everything going on. But to me, these things they've just mentioned here is what Western governments have done over the last two years with misinformation campaigns, promoting disinformation, allowing illegal migration, manipulating energy supplies. We've already covered this. I've proven it on multiple videos that the US is exporting diesel. The UK is exporting their petrol. You know, we've, we've covered this. There is no doubt around it. The evidence is clear there. So it is somewhat unusual. But, but again, when you come to periods like this, often what is up is down and what is down is up. And there's a lot of um, word weaving, shall we call it, on, on either side. They're also saying that these actors, um, I, I'm guessing they're talking about Putin or Xi here. Uh, these actors are at the forefront of a deliberate effort to undermine multilateral norms and institutions and promote authoritarian models of governance. The Russian Federation is the most significant and direct threat to ally security and to peace and stability in the Euro-Atlantic area. It seeks to establish spheres of influence and direct control through coercion, subversion, aggression and annexation. On the other hand, NATO does not seek confrontation and poses no threat to the Russian Federation. Yeah, again, this is a very contentious area here because... I always look at things as if it was me or my family. Now, if someone had put nuclear weapons right on my doorstep or, or you know, either way, I'm talking about either side. I'm not, I'm not taking a side here. But how would I feel about those nuclear weapons? Would it 
mean that I can go and invade another country? Well, that's probably crossing the line. But if someone was to put a threat on my doorstep, I'm not sure how I would feel about that. But here is the key point that I want you to, to pay attention to here, because this is the new thing that's just been announced. And this is, I think, what they were holding off on saying yesterday when we were hoping the statement would come out. So here it is. The People's Republic of China, the PRC, stated ambitions and coercive policies challenging our interests. So this is NATO, uh, our interest, security and values. The PRC employs a broad range of political, economic and military tools to increase its global footprint and project power while remaining opaque about its strategy, intentions and military buildup. The PRC's malicious hybrid and cyber operations and its confrontational rhetoric and disinformation target allies and harm alliance security. The PRC seeks to control key technological and industrial sectors, critical infrastructure and strategic materials and supply chains. It uses its economic leverage to create strategic dependencies and enhance its influence. It strives to subvert the rules-based international order, including the space, cyber and maritime domains. The deepening strategic partnership between, here it is, keywords, so the PRC and the Russian Federation and their mutually reinforcing attempts to undercut the rules-based international order run counter to our values and interests. So again, you've got to look at this objectively and say, is what you know certain countries doing wrong? Like let's say China, is that wrong what they are doing? Or is it simply that it is against the um, interests and the values of NATO. Again, I'm not here to make a judgment. I'm here to give you the information so that you can make your own mind up about this. Another point that I think is quite crucial then, the potential use of chemical, biological, radiological and nuclear materials or weapons against NATO by hostile state and non-state actors remain a threat to our security. This keeps coming up a lot. So I'm wondering, because what happened with Iraq, they said that, oh, they have got weapons of mass destruction and, you know, biological chemical weapons and things. And we have to go in to take these things out. And then once they went in, they found there was none of that. Um, so this is a concern that this could be potentially a false flag or someone else could come in and do something to trigger it. We just don't know. Syria, North Korea and the Russian Federation along with non-state actors, have resorted to the use of chemical weapons. The PRC, so China, is rapidly expanding its nuclear arsenal and is developing increasingly sophisticated delivery systems without increasing transparency or engaging in good faith in arms control or risk reduction. The next thing then that I thought was quite unusual, so this is point number 19, climate change is a defining challenge of our time with a profound impact on allied security. So what do they mean here? Climate change affects the way our armed forces operate. Our infrastructure, assets and bases are vulnerable to its effects. I didn't really understand this part because... What, I mean, are they saying the bases are going to be flooded or underwater? Um, is it going to get too hot or, or, or too cold? But let's just say we'll go with the, the narrative. It's going to get too hot. How would that affect the, you know, the infrastructure, the assets and, and bases? I'm not too sure, um, but this is in there. And there's a lot of stuff about climate change in here as being one of NATO's core tasks 
for a military uh, position. Uh, so I'm not quite getting the link here, but uh, I'm sure more will come out later on. Now, the other thing is NATO's core task, so deterrence and defense. So there's some sort of alluding to Taiwan, I would say. So let's look at that. While NATO is a defensive alliance, no one should doubt our strength and resolve to defend every inch of allied territory. At the same time this came out, we had more sort of um, statements, shall we say, from politicians, both US and UK, about Taiwan. In fact, I'll show you an article in the shared screen in a moment on that. But um, I wanted to look up this. So Taiwan is not part of NATO, but the US has said that they will come to the defense of Taiwan if China attacks. Now, of course, if that were to happen, then an attack on one, so attack on US forces, will be an attack on all. So either way you look at it, this is not going to end well. But Taiwan is known as a non-NATO ally. Although, um, again, it's quite loose, but I think Article 5 really applies to an attack on a country, not, not in terms of an attack on a military from that country. But again, a lot of the, the sort of language around this is very subjective. But let's see what they are saying here. They're saying that they will defend every inch of allied territory. So will that include Taiwan? Will that include some other uh, countries? We're not quite sure yet, but at the moment we're going to assume it only means NATO. And they're talking about how they will prevail against any aggressor. NATO's deterrence and defense posture is based on an appropriate mix of nuclear, okay, conventional and missile defense capabilities complemented by space and cyber capability. So now we know about the Space Force, why that was all announced. We will employ military and non-military tools in a proportionate, coherent and integrated way to respond to all threats to our security in the manner, timing and the domain of our choosing. Again, they're talking about Article 5 again. Hybrid, keyword here, hybrid operations against allies could reach a level of armed attack and could lead the North Atlantic Council to invoke Article 5, again, here it is again, of the treaty. We will continue to support our partners to counter hybrid challenges and seek to maximize synergies with other relevant actors, such as the European Union. Now, another thing here, the circumstances in which NATO might have to use nuclear weapons are extremely remote. Any employment of nuclear weapons against NATO would fundamentally alter the nature of conflict. NATO's nuclear deterrence posture also relies on the United States nuclear weapons forward deployed in Europe. Point number 36, we will further develop the alliance's ability to support civilian crisis management and relief operations and to prepare for the effects of climate change. Look at these three things, listen to this carefully. Climate change, food insecurity and health emergencies on allied security. Why would there be food insecurity within NATO? These, this is the West, these are developed nations. Why would there be food insecurity in this area when they say there's no problem with food? Again, quite interesting. Okay, last point we're gonna look at here then, point number 46. NATO should become the leading international organization when it comes to understanding and adapting to the impact of climate change on security. The Alliance will lead the effort to assess the impact of climate change on defense and security and address those challenges. 
we will contribute to combating climate change by reducing greenhouse gas emissions, improving energy efficiency, investing in the transition to clean energy sources and leveraging green technologies while ensuring military effectiveness and a credible deterrence and defensive posture. So there we have it. So let's go back to the shared screen a moment then. And if you want to read that document, here it is. It's called NATO 2022 Strategic uh, concept. You can find it on their website quite easily. It's on the homepage. So China is obviously being insulted by this uh, NATO threat. And um, you've got to think of it like this. To me, it seems as though NATO is deliberately pushing together China and Russia. NATO declares China a security challenge for the first time. NATO lists China as one of its strategic priorities for the next decade, saying Beijing's policies challenge its interests, security and values. So how did China respond to this then? China accused the alliance, so this is NATO, of maliciously attacking and smearing the country. Its mission to the EU said NATO claims that other countries pose challenges, but it is NATO that is creating problems around the world. And just one other point that I thought was interesting. NATO was saying that the Chinese and the Russian expansion is a big threat. Well, if you actually look at um, NATO, so this is um, NATO territory then, so we've got the US, Canada, and then you've got Iceland, UK, and, and, and Europe. And you look at the expansion, in fact, let me get that map. So here it is, so bef NATO before 97 and NATO since 97. This to me, I mean, this is the last 25 years of NATO expansion. It looks as though NATO is, is doing a fair amount of expanding themselves. Now, this is the one that really annoyed me this week. So this is from, again, Liz Truss, my least favorite person who wants to send weapons to Taiwan right away. She is, you know, this is the lady that told British men to go and fight in Ukraine. And then when they got caught by the Russians, she said, oh, well, um, so she's made all these statements yet again towards uh, China. But really, she's saying we need to send all of these weapons to, to Taiwan now. Everyone should be sending weapons to Taiwan. All right. Well, thanks for watching today. Really appreciate you as a subscriber. Take care. God bless. And I'll see you tomorrow.